coming up on 5-Minute News. Eugene Carroll called friend immediately after Trump rape, says testimony. U.S. Surgeon General warns loneliness is next public health priority. And U.S. to send 1,500 troops to southern border as Title 42 ends. It's Wednesday, May 3. I'm Anthony Davis. A friend of E. Jean Carroll on Tuesday backed up the writer's account of being raped by the former president, Donald Trump, testifying during a civil trial that she received a phone call about the alleged attack minutes after it occurred. Author Lisa Birnbach told a jury in Manhattan Federal Court that she vividly remembered Carroll calling her one evening in the spring of 1996 and saying Trump had just attacked her in a dressing room in the lingerie section of the Bergdorf Goodman department store in New York City. Carroll's civil lawsuit for battery and defamation alleges Trump raped her and then tarred her reputation by claiming in an October 2022 post on his Truth Social platform that the former Elle magazine advice columnist's case was a complete con job and a hoax and a lie. Trump has denied the allegations and said he has never met Carroll, whom he accuses of making up the story. I whispered, E. Jean, he raped you. You should go to the police, Burnback testified. On Monday, Carol wrapped up her third day on the witness stand, where she recounted the alleged assault and responded to pointed cross-examination by a lawyer for Trump who questioned nearly every aspect of her account. Burnback testified that Carol refused to go to the police after the alleged rape and asked her to never tell anyone about the incident. Another woman, Jessica Leeds, testified on Tuesday that Trump kissed her, groped her and put his hand up her skirt on a flight in 1979. Trump's lawyers sought a mistrial on Monday, accusing U.S. District Judge Lewis Kaplan of bias against him in a motion Kaplan swiftly denied from the bench. Twenty-six women have now made allegations of sexual assault against the disgraced former president. The U.S. Surgeon General Vivek Murthy released an advisory on loneliness and isolation on Tuesday and urged people and public officials to treat the matter with the same urgency as other serious conditions, such as obesity or drug abuse, as it continues to surge, affecting about half of the people living in the U.S. Murthy, who has written about his own personal experience with loneliness and feeling isolated for several years, said the pandemic has brought the disruption of social cohesion to the forefront. But as the advisory points out, the issue has been ticking up since the 1970s for a myriad of reasons, including changes in social norms, built environments and, of course, technology. The advisory cites polls from the 1970s in which 45% of Americans said they could reliably trust other Americans. That dropped to roughly 30% by 2016. Between 2003 and 2020, the time Americans spent alone increased by 24 hours a month, and time with friends in person decreased by 10 hours a month. Teenagers and adults reported being online almost constantly, but across all ages had fewer friends and in-person interactions. These changes, coupled with the influx of home delivery and other changes that limit personal interactions, can leave people feeling disconnected. 
but without addressing the issue, the lack of connection contributes to increased hospital visits and dementia, but also a vicious cycle of anxiety and depression that one-third of US adults reported experiencing, according to the Kaiser Family Foundation. Murthy's advisory suggests ways that individuals, companies and public officials can start to bring people together and address the issue of loneliness. Those solutions include tracking social connection through research, making social connection a priority at work, and community programs that consistently bring people together. The Joe Biden administration will temporarily send 1,500 additional troops to help secure the US-Mexico border, the Pentagon said on Tuesday, in preparation for a possible rise in illegal immigration when COVID-19 border restrictions lift later this month. The 90-day deployment of active-duty troops will supplement the work of the US Border Patrol but will not carry out law enforcement duties, Pentagon spokesperson Brigadier General Pat Ryder said in a statement. They will conduct ground-based monitoring, data entry and warehouse support to free up border agents and fill critical capability gaps, Ryder said. The force will be in addition to an ongoing deployment of about 2,500 National Guard troops. The so-called Title 42 restrictions, set to end on May 11, allow U.S. authorities to rapidly expel non-Mexican migrants to Mexico without the chance to seek asylum. The 1,500 troops could arrive at the U.S.-Mexico border by May 10, Ryder said during the briefing. The Pentagon is looking at ways to replace the active-duty personnel with those from the reserve force, he said. The Mexican president, when asked about the troop deployment in a news conference, said the US is a sovereign nation and that Mexico respects its decisions. US military troops have been used to help secure the border during previous presidential administrations, including Republican George W. Bush, Democrat Barack Obama and Donald Trump, who deployed thousands of active duty and National Guard troops. You can subscribe to the 5-Minute News Patreon for bonus videos, commentary and more. Go to patreon.com slash 5-Minute News. History is complicated. The story of human progress is long, messy, and riddled with controversies big and small. On Conflicted, we dive headfirst into history's most infamous events and contentious figures. We try and untangle the good from the bad, the fact from the fiction, and the monsters from the misunderstood. Was Genghis Khan a murderous butcher or a civic pioneer? Did the Allied powers go too far in firebombing the German city of Dresden at the twilight of World War II? And how did the Marquis de Sade acquire such a sinister reputation? And was any of it true? These are just a few of the tough questions we wrestle with and investigate on Conflicted. So if you love history or just enjoy a good story, please join me, your host, Zach Cornwell, for a fascinating new topic each and every month. Conflicted, a history podcast, is available on Spotify, Apple, or wherever else you get your podcasts. I hope to see you soon.